Hello, friends. Welcome back to our short story series. In this series, we are going to share the stories of animals. In this story, a mother robin has four babies. She cares for them and keeps them warm under her until they start fighting and quarreling because there is not enough room. Mother Robin talks to Father Robin and they decide it is time to teach them to fly. But the youngest Robin is afraid. He closes his eyes every time he is afraid. Will he ever learn to fly? Did you know that North American robins are fairly large songbirds with a large round body, long legs, and a fairly long tail? American robins are members of the thrush family, which makes them good singers. The European robin can be throughout Europe, Western Asia, and parts of North Africa. They are known for being more solitary. Now before we continue with our story, let's start by making sure you are comfy and take some great big belly breaths. Breathing in slowly through your nose and slowly out through your mouth. Notice how your belly rises as you fill yourself up with air. Breathe in and breathe out. Notice how relaxing it feels as you release the breath. Breathe in and breathe out. You are becoming relaxed, calm, and peaceful. One more time. Breathe in, hold, and breathe out. Now, let's continue with our story. During the days when the four beautiful green-blue eggs lay in the nest, Mrs. Robin stayed close to home. She thought her home was a wonderful place because she could keep her eggs warm and still see all that was happening in her world. Her home was built on a corner post of a fence in a farm meadow and she could see over the tallest grasses and the graceful stalks of the tall yellow wildflowers. 
here she would regularly see the cute snakes slithering through the green grasses, the insects buzzing by, and often the tree frog would drop by for a quiet nap. Just outside the fence, the flowering plants called milkweeds grew, and their broad, pale green leaves would slant upwards in their unique style. This is where the caterpillars fed, and here too, when the tiny, dull pink blossoms dangled from the stalks, the butterflies would come to visit all day long. All the cows and horses from the farmhouse passed along the quiet, grass-grown road, and those which were going to the farm as well. When Mrs. Robin saw them coming, she always settled herself more deeply into her nest so that not one of her brick-red breast feathers showed. Then she sat very still, only turning her head enough to watch them as they came near, passed, and went out of sight down the dusty road. Sometimes she did not even have to turn her head. Or if she happened to be facing the road, she could, with one eye, watch the horses and cows come near, and with the other, watch it go away. No bird, you know, ever has to look at anything with both eyes at once. After the young robins had outgrown their shells and broken and thrown them off, they were chilly and red and could not see. They lay in a heap in the bottom of the nest, missing the warmth of the shell, perhaps, and looked so alike that nobody but a bird could tell which was which. If they heard their father or their mother flying toward them, they would stretch up their necks and open their mouths. Then each would have some food poked in their mouth and would lie still until another mouthful was brought to her. When their eyes opened and they began to grow more feathers, they were not strong enough to go off on their own, nor did they want to. It was so cozy in the nest and they had all they wanted to eat. At night, their mother sat in the nest and covered them with her soft feathers and kept them so warm. When it rained, she kept them dry. She was tireless in her care for them. But when their feathers began to grow more, and each young robin's sharp quills pricked her brothers and sisters if they pushed against her, then they would start to quarrel. Four growing children in one little round bed sometimes found themselves rather crowded. One night, Mrs. Robin said to the father, I am really tired. 
I work all day long getting food for our children, and I cannot be here enough to teach them what they need to know. And they quarrel so much in this tiny space. Then it is time they learn to look after themselves, he said decidedly. They are old enough. Oh, but they are still such babies, exclaimed Mrs. Robin. They have hardly any tails yet. They don't need tails to eat with, he said, and they may as well begin now. Mrs. Robin loved her babies so much that she almost did not want to see them grow up. Yet she knew they must prepare to leave the nest. The next morning, all four children were encouraged to hop out onto the rail of the fence. Their legs were not very strong and their toes sprawled weakly around. Sometimes they lurched and almost fell. Before leaving the nest, they had felt big and very important. Now they suddenly felt small and young and helpless. Once in a while, one of them would hop feebly along the rail for a few steps. Then he would chirp in a frightened way, let his head settle down over his speckled breast, close his eyes, and wait for more food to be brought to him. Whenever a horse or cow went by, the oldest child closed his eyes. He thought they couldn't see him if he did that. The other children kept their eyes open and watched to see what happened. Their father and mother had told them to watch, but the timid young robin always shut his eyes in spite of that. Mrs. Robin talked and talked to him, and still he shut his eyes every time that he was frightened. I can't keep them open, he would say, because when I am frightened, I am always afraid, and I can't be brave when I am afraid. That is just when you must be brave, said his mother. There is no use in being brave when there is nothing to fear, and it is a great deal braver to be brave when you are frightened than to be brave when you are not. Bravery isn't something magical that happens inside us to make us not scared. It's about something magical that happens inside us to make us push through fear, self-doubt, and do the things that feel hard or frightening, continued Mrs. Robin. At last the time came when the young birds were to fly to the ground and hop across the road. Both their mother and their father were there to show them how. You must let go of the rail, they said. You will never fly in the world unless you let go of the rail. Three of the children fluttered and lurched and flew down. The timid young robin would not try it. His father ordered and his mother coaxed, yet he only clung more closely to the rail and said, I can't, I'm afraid. At last his mother said, I know how brave you are. When you first try, it won't be perfect. 
and it doesn't have to be. I know you can do it. Then she chirped to Mr. Robin, and they and the three children flew off the fence and hopped across the road, talking as they went. Careful, she would say, now another hop. That was fine, now another. And the father fluttered around and said, good, good, you'll be grown up before you know it. When they were across, the parents hunted food and fed their three children, tucking the mouthfuls far into their wide open bills. But the timid little robin on the fence felt very, very lonely. He was still scared. He hopped a few steps and chirped, but never lifted a wing. His family called out, We know you can do it. Just try, just try to fly. And then, almost by accident, he fluttered his wings without thinking. And the first thing he knew, he had flown to the ground. He was hardly there before his mother was feeding him and his father was singing. Do you know what you did? Do you know how brave you are? Before his tail was grown, the little robin had become as brave as any of the children. For after you begin to be brave, you always want to go on. And that's the end of our story. Now, say after me, I can do hard things. I can learn whatever I put my mind to. I am loved. I am calm, relaxed, and peaceful. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs>